0: Hi. Hello. Welcome. Have you heard the good news about season three? Of? Um. So uh, there's two shows where entertainment news is like, hey, Dylan, you're going to care about this. So uh, Dairy Girl's season three trailer just dropped. That's a great show. And uh, Ted Lasso season three filming just started.
1: That's amazing. Oh, speaking of shows that are getting seasons um Russian Doll season two is coming out on April 20th and I am literally literally could not be more excited nice um that's my it's like my favorite show in the whole wide world it's so good and if you haven't watched it you should remedy that immediately I'm
0: never in the right headspace to watch it because either I want to watch something serious serious and it's too light or I want to watch something silly silly
1: I'll watch Russian Doll with you at some point. It's I appreciate it. It's a show that I could literally watch at any point. The, the thing is, though, now that season two is coming out, I'm going to make whoever I watch it with take at least a week off before they start the second season because you do need some digestion energy in between the first and second season. I'm Sophia. I use they she pronouns.
0: I am Dylan. I use they them pronouns. Also, I moved. You did.
1: I'm in a new apartment. I moved to Providence. I'm Gonzo from my other place. And now I'm here. I um you have I live a roommate a
0: ca- who I'm love.
1: Mike are you talking about my cat? Yes, I do live with a I also have a very nice roommate, but I do also live with a cat now. He is not allowed in my room when I am podcasting because he's a a menace.
0: He's a menace. Wish I could instigate that policy. Unfortunately, this is where my menace's litter box is. So this
1: is the nice thing about living in a space with a cat that does not actually belong to you because I get all of the benefits and I have none of the responsibilities of being a pet owner. Mm -hmm. It's great. And I do someday want my own, you know, kitties, want want my own little guy. But he truly, he is a little, he's a little ankle biter. Like he, he came into the, um, no, he, I came into the bathroom and he had managed to knock over every single one of my skincare products and my toothbrush, um, and we were playing d d last night, and he knocked over all of, he knocked pretty much every single one of my dice onto the ground and then started whacking them across the floor. Dice
0: are fun um, to play with.
1: I agree with this. Um, he's wonderful, and I love him. He's great. He's um, Every time I call him a good boy in the presence of my roommate, she's like, I don't know if I'd call him a good boy. He's <laughs> certainly a boy, though. Good um, is
0: debatable. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what she says. She's like, uh, I wouldn't go that far. I'd say he's good is a stretch. Uh, I love a so little menace cat.
0: Is he, is he, he, is, he seems clever, which is always dangerous in a cat. He.
1: So we have um, in the apartment, there is a cat tree that is the shape of a cactus. Um, oh, nice. It's, it's like the shape of, you know, like the, the classic cactus.
0: Yeah, I believe I have the same one. Tess it, has like three different cactus Yeah.
1: If you catries, just look up Cactus so. Cat tree, I'm sure you'll find it. But um it he likes to climb to the top of it, the like the tippy top of it, and then launch himself at nothing and like skitter himself across the floor.
0: Incredible. At, like what a rad dude
1: at like you know like bet- it's usually at like 10 p.m. when he starts doing this. Oh yeah. And then at some point, and then at some point he he decides he's gonna you know calm down and go to bed. Um, but he's he's really cute. I love
0: cats.
1: He's he's very he's a cute boy.
0: Um,
1: do we? I forget which way we normally go. Do we? I always forget even when we record more often. Big story first, little story first.
0: Generally, we do big story first. And then that's, that's you. The, the puff piece. That's you. Um, So have you heard the good news about the HMS Endurance? Oh, yes. Um, So the first headline that I saw where I was like, we need we, to talk about this, this is, on our podcast. Because we talked
1: about the Ever Given last year, right? We did.
0: Yeah, we I did. Don't, I don't know what that has to do with this. I Wait, you might be thinking of a different thing.
1: Um the
0: HMS Endurance is a ship that disappeared in 1915 and was Oh, the Endurance. Found at the bottom of oh, the ship.
1: no, no, no. Right. No, no, no. There's another boat story. So, like,
0: ever the, or whatever. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the the
1: the like the and ever moving. forward is
0: some ironic
1: some, name. some highly ironic name that's the sister boat of the ever given is stuck in another is run aground in a different canal yeah the same as the ever given was last year no the hms endurance yes oh my god this was on my short list of things to talk about and then i found an article so ridiculous i couldn't not talk about it understand um but oh my gosh, yes, oh my gosh. So, I was actually really hoping you would talk about the endurance I, and then we, we I love, I forgot which one the endurance to the was the ocean
0: on this podcast. This um, is
1: yes. Who was I? Did I send you did you before we got on see the TikTok that I sent you about the person who was swimming? She was in eighth grade, she was swimming in the ocean and she just had a shark just like bump her and swim away.
0: That's terrifying. No, I did not see that. Have you seen There's a person. I sent you some of their TikToks. There's a person who, for all of last October, I only found them recently, all of last October told a different scary story about the ocean each day for October, like a true story with research. It was terrifying. You mean
1: the the spooky lake person? Yeah. I've been following her on TikTok for ages. She does stuff about like the natural um not natural the the great lakes she's an artist she's really cool if i find her at the
0: scary lake stuff
1: oh i've been following her for a long time she does a lot of cool geography stuff and geology stuff she's great
0: yes um so the endurance i had seen some things about it i hadn't really looked into it and then i saw a headline we love a headline on this show that made me giggle and so i decided to like actually dig into the endurance um, this comes from the New York Times. It's an article by Sabrina Imbler. Um, the new captain of the Endurance Shipwreck is an anemone. Anemone. I love
1: an anemone.
0: An anemone. Anemone.
1: anemone. See, this is. Anemone. We all know. We've all seen Finding Nemo. Saying an anemone, anemone. It's like saying that you edited something. You're like, I oh, like yeah, anemone. I edited. Ad- yeah, this is straight up, this is Pete Holmes' joke, which you should watch. Pete Holmes has a show on HBO called Crashing. It's hilarious. But in one of his stand-up specials, he talks about, you could put as many it's behind edited, and people would still know. I edited it, did it, did 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 it. And people would still know what you were talking about.
0: True.
1: And he's right. He should say it.
0: Oh, but this, this anemone is right at the wheel of the shipwreck of the Endurance. There's an anemone growing.
1: That's amazing. Um, See, one that was one of my big questions. Like, what are they going to do? I know they're going to to bring the boat up yeah, they to the it. surface. Um, but what are they going to do about all the shit that's well, like?
0: Um, th- that's actually really interesting. One of the reasons. I believe that they've been so delayed in dredging it because they found it like a week or two ago. Um, I will get to when exactly they found it. I'm going to do like a whole breakdown of what happened with this ship because it's really interesting from start to finish. It's so cool. Um, But one of the reasons that it's so interesting is there's a ton of sea life that they've never encountered before that lives on this ship. And they're like, we got to study it. (laughs) There's like, the history side and then there's also the marine biology side and then there's the it's totally it well it's probably not haunted because nobody died side
1: no nobody that's which is like the and we can talk about that that's like the the craziest part of this whole story like in most stories of like shipwreck and like it's abandoned
0: they're generally tragedies (laughs)
1: They're generally tragedies that usually involve some level of uh, trigger warning, cannibalism, of crewmates, and, like, upsetting. Like, there's a lot of, or at least, like, there's, I don't know how many of them are true, but there are at least, like, you know, you hear, like, the dramatizations of the Mm -hmm. stories always involve, like, you getting... Abandoned at sea, and you have to like eat, you're the other person there. Like, you know, it's one of those things and that you like hear about. That's I feel all.
0: It's like more th- like when you're snowed in somewhere.
1: I've heard it at sea. I've heard it snowed at everywhere, like everywhere at in every survival fish. situation. What'd you say? At
0: sea, you can generally fish. Like, if you need he- meat, there's a way to get meat at sea.
1: Yeah, but. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. But they weren't at sea, though. That was the problem at the, it, with the endurance. You, well, I guess I always think about it when you're shipwrecked.
0: Yeah, like on an island somewhere.
1: That's what I always think about if you're um, shipwrecked.
0: So speaking, speaking of shipwrecked, I'm going to skim a CNN travel article because that's what has the most kind of details from start to finish. Um, this article is brought to you by Barry Neild. From CNN, it was updated 13th March, 2022. So there's the ship, right? <laughs> that's how the there's article this starts. No, that's how I'm, I'm starting. There's this old boat. So, um, can you give it to me from the beginning? So, um, in November 1914, the HMS Endurance, uh, which was...
1: Hey, by the way, is this height of the Great War or just
0: before it? 1914. So like around there. The war started in 1914, so near the beginning, I assume. I think it started in 1914.
1: No, no, no. It was 1914 to 1919? Perhaps. I think so. It's been a minute. (laughs) It's been a while. I know it was happening through at least 19... When was... World War 1. I'm way better with World War 2 cuz lots of people um you know, genocide. Yeah. And oh, July 28th, 1914 to November 11th, 1918. So
0: this was like right after the beginning of the war. Um there was this The A-
1: US The US and the UK probably weren't involved at that point. And I know this was Yeah, I don't know. The captain was Irish.
0: Yeah, he was, he was English and Irish. Anglo-Irish. Yeah. Um, his name, it was Ernest Shackleton. Um, and it was a... Good,
1: strong name. Yeah.
0: Um, it was a polar exploration.
1: You never um, hear the name Ernest anymore, you know?
0: You, you don't, which is a shame, because isn't there something about how that's important? Ernest? Being Ernest? Is yeah. a play or something called The Importance of Being Ernest? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Ernest Shackleton, okay. who's an Anglo-Irish polar explorer. Um, what a great title. On, took his crew on the HMS Endurance. Um, and I could have sworn... Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so Ernest Shackleton, what a name, Shackleton. Uh, on uh, blah 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 blah. on November in November of nineteen fourteen, uh, his ship got stuck between in an iceberg. Yeah, he was I believe it was
1: the the polar, like, the yeah. ice closed in. Yeah. And they were not expecting it to, they were expecting to be able to leave. And yeah. the ice closed in very quickly in a way that they weren't expecting.
0: Yeah. So it was a three-masted ship with a reinforced wooden hull and a steam engine on course for the White Continent, which I assume is uh, the polar the North Pole?
1: Yeah, although it's not a continent. Antarctica is a continent. This they called s- it wait. the White Continent. The, they're going to the North Pole. Aren't they?
0: Oh, I guess they were going to the Antarctic. I thought they were wait. going to the Arctic. But, because it was though it was summer in the a- Antarctic, the Weddell Sea was still frozen from winter and the Endurance struggled to find leads open, of open water.
1: I thought they went north where from too. the north from Great Britain which where, where
0: is, is where is the Weddell Sea?
1: The Arctic.
0: Weddell. It's part of the Southern Ocean. Oh, it is. Fuck,
1: my geography is really bad.
0: Me too. I I really thought this was an Arctic explorer exploration, not an Antarctic exploration. But you live and you learn. Oopsie um,
1: doopsie. So you know what we in the business call that? We call that an oopsie doopsie, whoopsie poopsie.
0: We we sure do. An oopsie and we oopsie, all make oopsie them. Oopsie poopsie.
1: We all um, make them. It's okay.
0: So, yeah. So um, it was summer in the Antarctic from November to February because hemispheres. Yeah. Um, stupid. Um,
1: much so Much were, like. Although that one makes sense. I just want to quickly, just real quick, fuck daylight savings. My whole ass week has been thrown off. I literally Monday morning got out of bed and um, my keys, I went out to my car and got in my car to go turn my car on. And I didn't have my car keys. I like left my house without my keys. And I was able to get it back into my apartment because, you know, I was it was fine, whatever, it didn't matter. But I, like, was fully prepared to leave my house and be like, do-do-do, day's normal. I f- <sighs> yeah. I forgot to chill my and before baking that. Anyway, it was a whole thing. Stupid daylight savings
0: threw me off. Although, I love it in the appa- fall when you get extra sleep, but in the spring it's the worst.
1: Although, if Marco Rubio gets his way, we won't have it anymore. What
0: a what a nice bipartisan issue. Daylight savings is fucking stupid.
1: Literally. And I know some people are going to be like, well, the kids will be in the dark at the bus stop. You want to know how to fix that? Make the infrastructure better so that kids feel safe standing on street corners in the dark. Put more or, street you know, lamps.
0: Make, make school later.
1: <laughs> or that... But also, you know, just like expand infrastructure so that there are, you know, corners and sidewalks and street lamps.
0: Kids to wait for the bus. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Anyway.
0: So HMS, it started getting stuck in November. By February 24th, 1915, uh, they decided to hunker down and hope that they could break free next summer, which. They're like, yeah, we're going to wait a whole calendar year. Eight months.
1: We're gonna wait eight months and see what happens.
0: um, yeah, so they built like a little like land station is what it was called. um sled dogs were my parents off. are in my my
1: parents are in Brooklyn, by the way, just an update about my my mom and dad.
0: A nice
1: <laughs> just in case you wanted to know. I know my dad listens to this podcast, so that'll be a nice timestamp for when he knows. <laughs> Oh, also, fun fact: This is I'm fucking I. I'm hitting a point where I feel like I'm reaching a sort certain type of energy, and I don't know where it's gonna go from here. We got a new logo, courtesy of Moi. Thank you very much. I feel like I did a great job on it. You did. Um,
0: A fucking yeah, and also it doesn't have your. Did not want us to fucking upload it. It did. It took like Um, three hours. I mean, thank um, you, Acast, for letting us have this podcast for free. But also. Yeah.
1: And also like a new logo that doesn't have your your I don't know what to call that name because like I use it with you still. It's your my friend's sometimes name. name. My, my, your friend... my friend's and
0: family nickname. <laughs> your friend name. Um, so, yeah. So they established this thing not on the ship. They established like a base not on the ship. Um, they did not. There was no cannibalism. Instead, they hunted seals and penguins. Um, yum
1: it's bird it tastes like chicken um
0: i just want to share this quote from the cnn article morale was challenged but the boss as the crew called him kept his men busy with regular forays into the white landscape soccer and hockey matches and other scientific and nautical work i am shocked i mean i guess probably it will be made into like a movie now
1: Mm-hmm. And I know there have been several really good documentaries. I know Kenneth Branagh produced yeah. a
0: documentary about it. Well, so uh, the reason why it was so easy to make documentaries and stuff is because, like, all of the crew kept logs of this time, and they brought a photographer were, with them. Um, many of which were um, published, and including uh, Shackleton wrote a book called "South!" Exclamation point about this time. <laughs> and also, yeah, here is the other a photographer thing: photographer, whose name was Frank Hurley. And they all survived, so
1: it's like, yeah, it's not like a one of those. It's wholesome. I'm just, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, like Everest, the ascent yeah. where literally like everybody died. Yeah. Um, it's not one of those stories where like everybody's dead at the end of it. It's yeah. actually like, I mean, don't get me wrong, they probably were unhappy a lot of the time, <laughs> but yeah. That being said, like this would be a really cool movie, and um, they should somehow work Jason Statham into it.
0: Yeah, it it really the the trying to keep the crew morale up has a very Ted Lasso energy. No, I said Jason
1: Statham. Oh, <laughs>
0: right.
1: but also, but also I would um, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Listen, is...
0: all Jasons are the same man
1: all in, different
0: the... <laughs> in different
1: wigs. In different. In different wigs with different mustaches,
0: exactly.
1: Although, let's see. I think that I think that Jason Sudeikis could play um, Jonas in the Meg. I don't know. Actually, that's a lie. I, I think, think that Jason Statham Jason could play, Statham
0: a- play Ted Lasso.
1: <laughs> I think he would play a very different Ted Lasso, oh, but I would think it would be equally as good. Um, anyway
0: yeah so they kind of camped out and tried to dig the boat out and camped out and tried to dig the boat out and they got the lifeboats off of it you know just in case um by the lifeboats by
1: the way didn't i don't know if you're gonna say this later didn't each lifeboat weigh like a ton like a thousand pounds oh maybe i had heard somebody on tiktok there's a picture
0: of them taken by frank hurley in the article that's captioned, dragging the lifeboats across the ice was an ordeal for the crew. Because I had all of like the whole fucking crew is hauling yeah, this yeah. Boat. I had heard or read
1: somewhere that the life the lifeboats each weighed like a thousand pounds or something along those
0: lines. They're big. They're I mean, huge. They're reinforced because ice. Um Yeah. A lovely symphony of the city. Um <laughs>
1: I I don't know if you've heard the,
0: like, six car horns all going off at the same time.
1: (laughs) I did not. But I, too, am – I hear a police siren or ambulance or, you know – I live near a fire station. Like, it's, like, four or five blocks away from me. So I hear sirens pretty much every night. And I'm always like, okay.
0: Um, Oh, I hear one now, actually. (laughs) So they camped out for almost, so they came out for two fucking years. Um, Holy, it's just being like, check watch. <laughs> Not yet. By April 11th, Soon. 1916, uh, the ice, the ice flow that they were camped on was starting to break up. So they took to their lifeboats and uh, st- sent to sea, went to sea and um, traveled for four days and made their first landfall on like real land and not ice blocks their first landfall hey, in 18 months
1: i need to eat some sugar otherwise i'm going to pass out so
0: yeah so they so they went to elephant island which had nobody on it but it was like the first time they stepped stood on like real land and not ice in 18 months and can you imagine okay just put yourself in these these dudes these these
1: men's shoes for a second mm-hmm. they'd been on a boat they had been on a boat. They had been on a boat. They had been on ice. They Actually, had been on yeah. ice.
0: They'd been they have been on boat twice and then on ice for like 17 times as long.
1: And then they had been on boats again. Yeah. But small this time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but smaller and maybe not with all of their friends because they were split up amongst the lifeboats.
1: But small and scary. Yeah. You know? And now they're like, oh, land.
0: Empty land, but still land.
1: Yeah. They then Can you took just imagine the, the feeling of getting onto, like, solid ground? Talk yeah. about, like, sea legs, you know? Yeah. I
0: feel like, but, like, ice is pretty solid, you yeah. know?
1: They, so ice is the world's most abundant
0: mineral, by the way. You Fun mentioned fact. that when we were playing d and I think? mm mm-hmm. Um, And then I made a really funny joke about how ice water is mineral water. Um, yeah. And <laughs> anyway, so, so, they sent, so they spent 18 <laughs> months.
1: Sorry, you said Isis, and I immediately thought of, of that vine. Isis. The ice is slippery. What did you say? Isis. The ice is slippery. Isis. Isis. Anyway, um, if you know, you know. Reenacting vines is not particularly funny over
0: podcast. <laughs> it's fun for me. Um, so <laughs> to recap, they set out to sail uh, just after the beginning of World War I they got stuck in a bunch of ice um, like after a couple months
1: so it's now the middle of world war 1 yeah
0: <laughs> they got but i don't know that they know that because again they spent 18 months on ice and then they sailed for oh my God. 5 they days have no
1: way of knowing what so they left
0: i assume they had like radios and shit
1: yeah i mean no i don't think they did right because they couldn't radio anybody when they got to the island you'll get to this in a minute they got to the whaling island right they couldn't whale they could whale (laughs) they couldn't whale over the radio um they couldn't they were on the wrong side of the island they to like climb over a bunch of mountains if they had radios they could have just radioed somebody yeah
0: i guess yeah maybe all of the radios were built into the endurance i don't know Maybe. So they spent 18 months on this ice thing, and then they sailed for four days to get to an uninhabited island. Oh, my God. Hung out there for a minute. And then they spent 16 <laughs> days in lifeboats, which is not really designed for very long travel.
1: No, how many? Wait, how many were they? Like, total? How many were the? was, like, the company?
0: I was trying to figure that out, and I couldn't see it. I didn't see it anywhere in the article, but it's probably there. It oh, was at least a me. captain
1: and a photographer and a couple of other guys.
0: There's at least like 15 guys in the photo. Yeah. Okay. There's a photo of the whole crew. I assume the photographer is not in the photo. So there's the photographer and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, 9 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17,
1: 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30-ish.
0: 30-ish men. Damn. And they all lived. Holy yeah. oh, shit. Fucking... I, I Did... said that and then right above the picture where I just <laughs> counted, it said, it said that he had 27 men. <laughs> Good counting. Having recruited, I told some... having recruited 27 men. So he, it was him plus 27 men plus the photographer. That's close to 30. It's 29. Yeah, I can count.
1: I I told somebody the other day so we were talking about like addition and subtracting and I told somebody the other day that my math skills like my I am good at addition up to 35 because that's how high the dice go in my head because of D&D. Like I will never need typically never need to go above 35. You know what I mean? Anyway, continue. So they hung uh, out on this uninhabited... No, they hung out in the lifeboats for so they, 30, So they
0: they hung out on the ice for 18 day, eighteen months. Then 18 took four-day voyage four day trip to Elephant Island. Uninhabited. Which is uninhabited.
1: Cool, nothing there. And then Great. stayed
0: there for a couple of days with
1: the physical... Hey, at op- least they got... Do you think they, like were like vegetable or like do you think they ate grass while they were there how did they Um, not
0: get scurvy i assume that while they were pickles i I assume that an island that close to the the poles in april was probably didn't have a lot of grass happening
1: yeah but i'm just wondering how did they not get scurvy the entire time that they were there like how did nobody get scurvy i'm sure some of
0: them had scurvy
1: do you think but do you think they brought pickles because like That's the only way that I can imagine this not ending in scurvy.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they ate a lot of polar seaweed. Maybe I Um,
1: still think pickles is a good, you know.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're right. Pickles is a good. Any any kind of pickled fruit or vegetable is gonna be helpful. I'm just thinking about. I don't know if you.
1: I don't know if you, as a child, were as obsessed with the movie Sinbad. I was the animated not. film as I was I mostly just had a crush on the female lead whose name I cannot remember because she was very hot um but there's a scene where they like she stows away on the ship and they she gets found out and they like throw her in the storage shed and it's just full of pickled eggs and pickles like pickled cucumbers and they're like that's what we got on the ship you like pickles <laughs>
0: I mean, it's a way to preserve things for a really long time. I don't know why I pickled eggs, though. I mean, you got again—you're on the ocean. You've got fish, but like, if you're
1: moving on your boat and your boat's moving, hard to catch fish, though. Dragonette. Okay, touche. Fair enough, but like,
0: um, yeah, I don't know.
1: Also, I think I, this I, proves that jerky. neither of us. I think this proves that neither of us really know how fishing works. I
0: have fished before in my neither life. Of us,
1: neither of us knows how fishing from a big boat works.
0: Yeah, no. I, I've also only ever caught fre- freshwater fish. Um, yeah. So they, we like, need a tinder <laughs> they got boy to, to tell we Elephant need a, Island.
1: We need a tinder boy to tell us how to fish.
0: Or, or not. <laughs> we could also <laughs> not do that.
1: I think I'd rather die.
0: So they they got to Elkhorn Island, and (laughs) (laughs) And then they spent sixteen days at sea in twenty-two foot lifeboats, which is not very big for twenty-seven.
1: Wait, wait, wait! How many lifeboats?
0: How how many? It said there were multiple, but this one says the sixteen-day voyage in a twenty-two foot lifeboat. So I guess just the one.
1: Okay. <laughs> Cuz the way you read it it sounded like they were in 22 foot lifeboats.
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> and I was like, cool, everybody's in a little ball.
0: <laughs> Again, so this is this is I'm going to read verbatim from the article. They spent 16 days at sea in the 22 foot lifeboat, often bailing for their lives as gigantic waves crashed over the boat. Terrifying. Um, but when they eventually got ashore, their tiny vessel too damaged to go further as they were on the wrong side of the island a formidable mountain range between them and a whaling station yeah so they they finally get someplace with their boat and they're on the wrong side of the damn island
1: they're like we made it civilization is within our grasp and they can't sail around (laughs) it
0: because their boat is damaged fuck um Uh, nevertheless, Shackleton pressed on, leaving two of the team on the shore and crossing the uncharted interior with two others. So did not everybody go? Okay, I think they, so Shackleton I th- and four others took one of the lifeboats from yeah. Elephant Island to go get help.
1: Yeah, I think I that was the story.
0: that part by mistake.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think Shackleton left elephant island and was like i'm gonna go get help you stay here where you stay here
0: um my favorite thing about the article right now is it's like okay so shackleton and four other men including endurance skipper worsley carpenter harry mcnish uh irish veteran seaman tom crean and one other can't you just say the last guy's name? Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Come
1: on! Who's the guy? Who's the guy?
0: Um. So they uh, they climbed over a mountain that was up to three thousand feet, and Fuck it was off. uh, it was it had glaciers. There was a freezing waterfall. Um, anyway, eventually they uh, how? made okay, it to the whaling station of Stromness Bay.
1: <laughs> how did these men not die, literally?
0: Sheer determination, I assume. In-
1: uh-huh.
0: Endurance. Oh. Ay. Um um, There, to their great relief, I'm reading from the article again. There, to their great relief, manager Thorlof Schroll. I think I pronounced that right, I wonder where he's from. Immediately offered them food, shelter, and assistance. Can you imagine? Can you imagine for just a second? Hang on. Play in the space. Five with me. dudes just turn up on your island, not via boat, but from the dangerous mountain pass. From the mountains, can you
1: imagine for just a second? One that, and two. Can you imagine if he had just been like, nah,
0: <laughs> nah. Who are you guys? Sorry, this yeah, is union-only housing.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Can you just, like, um, Shackleton explains, like, we've been stuck for two, for almost two years in the ice of the Antarctic. Help, please. And and this guy is like, no. Uh-uh. Can you imagine if that had happened? Fuck. Thank God. Um, so, I don't think anybody so... is that
0: heartless. Uh, This is a quote from Shackleton's book. Uh, We were in no condition to sit in anybody's house until we had washed and gotten to clean clothes. But the kindness of the station manager was proof even against the unpleasantness of being in a room with us. He gave us coffee and cakes in the Norwegian fashion and then showed us Uh, upstairs uh, to the bathroom where we shed our rags and scrubbed ourselves luxuriously. (laughs) I was like, I knew this name was
1: Norwegian or something like that. So this
0: was... The end of April that they finally got to another human. April being. of nineteen
1: sixteen.
0: Yeah. Holy shit. Um News of the War. Um Well Shackleton's crewmates on the other side of that island, so the Oh, I guess three of them made it to one side of the island, two of them stayed behind. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Um uh, And then there was still twenty 22. two Left at Elephant
0: Island. Yes. And um, the Shackleton's crewmates on the other side of South Georgia, they got those. Um, The rough season ice. Again, I'm reading directly from the article. The rough season ice around Elephant Island thwarted repeated attempts to save the 22 men. Shackleton refused to give up. And on August 30th. So from April to August, he's like, please, we need to get my men. They're trapped on this island. And they My did. God. Um, not a single man had been lost. From there they sailed for Chile, eventually arriving on September third, nineteen sixteen.
1: Holy shit. Holy Jesus shit. Fucking Christ. What a time. This story is so good. Like, probably traumatic for everybody involved, yeah. but also like yeah, I've seen, so, like, a, cu- a couple of clips from the documentary.
0: So that's that the, th- I guess, the old news about the Endurance. The new news is this ship sank, and then people were looking for it because they were curious as to so what they, happened. Also, and I believe been, the crew watched
1: it sink. Yeah. So it Can been, you imagine how depressing that would be?
0: <laughs> I feel like at a certain point, because it was crushed before it sank. Yeah. But, and it was crushed and wedged between a bunch of ice, so they were like, well... <laughs> Well, um, but so it was missing for literally over 100 years from 1915 to this year, literally yeah. 2022, when it was finally found. Um,
1: Thanks, climate change, I guess.
0: I don't think it was climate change. I think it was polar explorations.
1: Well, melting ice makes p- polar exploration a little easier. Perhaps.
0: Um, Yeah, so... Oh, but the one of the reasons it was so hard to find is because it's so fucking deep. Um, it's 10,000 feet uh, deep, like deep. Um, deep. Yeah, that's At that's the deep. bottom of the icy Weddell Sea, just east of the Antarctic Peninsula, I'm now reading from Smithsonian Magazine's Shackleton's Endurance Shipwreck is Teeming with Bizarre Ocean Life by Corin Wetzel. Um... But, like, so, basically, the, the thing that I wanted to say is they finally found this thing, and it's deep, deep in the ocean, and it's still mostly intact, which is... It's, like, been
1: perfectly preserved. Yeah. Mostly, I believe, because, like, that deep and that cold is pretty
0: anaerobic. And yet, not... it's teeming with life. Like, yeah. there's so many organisms living on and in and... um. All over this thing, including a bunch of stuff that they have not been able to study before, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, despite it saying the get sunken my vessel article, has remained be f-
0: in near pristine condition.
1: My article, by the way, um, we're going to be experiencing article whiplash, I think.
0: Of course. So that'll be fun. Um, oh, Uh. Because the wreck is protected under the terms of the Antarctic Treaty, it is a historic monument, which means that people will be able to study all of the life on it without having to worry that it's going to be disturbed soon. But they are planning—I believe that they are still planning on dredging it. Um, I—that's
1: what I had heard. I had heard they were planning on. I know they brought up chunks
0: up. of it because I've seen pictures. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but um, after a hundred and seven, a hundred and six, a hundred and seven years, they found this ship, which gave everybody an opportunity to look into this really cool story that hadn't like nobody was thinking about this. And then they found the ship, and they're like, "Hey, did you know that the story behind this ship is almost or is as fucking cool as a hundred and seven year old ship that's perfectly preserved?" Yeah, I it's just kind of like wild to me yeah
1: um that this is like a thing and also i really like i legitimately can't wait for the movie of this story
0: oh yeah
1: you know and um i can't wait until they cast jamie dornan as the as the as the captain because you know that's what's going to happen right yeah
0: um, sorry, this Smithsonian article refers to him as charismatic, reckless, and obsessed with the South Pole. Shackleton was a major figure in what came to be known as the, histori- the heroic age of the Antarctic exploration. Uh, th- my favorite thing about it this is there's so many pictures because they had a fucking photographer. with Imagine trying to preserve that film.
1: Imagine trying to take that film in the first place.
0: Just Like if like, you brought on a voyage as like a historic documentator or whatever, photographer, like you're going to bring a lot of film, you're going to take a lot of pictures and then the ship crashes and you're stuck there for 18 months so you start taking pictures of like soccer games and shit. <laughs> no,
1: I'm just trying to think about like, because in that kind of environment, you have to take pictures with such a low shutter like your iso everything to make sure that everything's not totally like blown blown out out. i just am like yeah i just think that's wild this whole story is wild i can't wait to see where it goes i can't wait to see like everything that happens from this Um, it's like really cool
0: so uh the the team that found the endurance was part of the endurance 22 expedition they were looking for was the fucking
1: James. Was fucking James Cameron
0: involved in this? I swear to God. Um, the team traveled aboard the SA Agulhas 2, C- Agulhas a South African icebreaker and polar research vessel. The $10 million pro- dollar project was funded by an anonymous private individual. That's, that's another s- interesting story. I Who's swear to guy? God,
1: if this comes out and it's fucking James Cameron, <laughs> I'm going to... I'm gonna throw a brick through a wall. I'm gonna throw a hundred million dollar diamond into the ocean. <laughs> yes, yeah, so. I don't think there's anybody who's listened to this podcast who knows who who doesn't know at this point about the whole James Cameron thing, but like James he, Cameron was, went
0: fucking challenger deep and he for no reason other than the fact that he's rich
1: he's rich. I think the whole thing was. When he made the Titanic, I can't remember if the Titanic had been found or not, but, like, he was basically obsessed with, like, finding the Titanic, um, and so he did a lot, he funded, and he funded, and part of his whole thing with funding sea exploration was, like, I want to be involved in the sea exploration, And um, at one point funded a Challenger Deep exploration and was like, I'm going to go and you can't stop me because this is my money. Here's the thing, though. I will give James Cameron props for actually doing something that contributes to science as opposed to fucking Jeff Bezos, who's just going into space because he can. At least James Cameron is like, you know. Do you know what I mean? Like, at yeah, least at least James it was Cameron... like a
0: scientific expedition and not a vanity project.
1: Like, yeah. At I least mean, it was James a little Cameron... bit of a
0: vanity project, but it, it did science, you know?
1: But, like, the stuff that James Cameron and, like, the technology that he helped fund and develop has actually continued to be useful and to be used in, like, sea exploration. Yeah. And I'm sure is, like, the cameras that he developed for, like, underwater exploration are, like, still being used today. And, like, that's pretty cool. But also, like...
0: He also did fuck a you. bunch for really cool video game technology. Yeah. yeah. Well, but he, also he like, funded other people to invent it. But, yeah. but also,
1: like, can I just say one other thing? Fuck you, James Cameron, for making Avatar. That, that movie... And, like, not crediting any indigenous people on that movie. All of the, like, consultants that you worked with to, like... Anyway... Look into it. It's real bad, and I cannot believe. Can you believe we're getting a second movie? We're supposed to get a second movie this year, in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty two. We're getting another Avatar movie, another white savior blue kitty movie. Like, what more is there to do? What more of that the story only is there? anybody
0: gave a shit about Avatar is because of all of the work the CG artists put into it.
1: Yeah. That movie, th- I will say the CG, the effects, they hold up. They look really good.
0: Which is normally not true for CG effects, but...
1: Yeah, they still look really good. They In the same way that when you go back and you watch Lord of the Rings, Smeagol slash Gollum looks fantastic Andy's today. Like and he, it's because it's Andy Serkis. Like, come on. I mean, gotta um, love Andy Serkis. Um and I know I said before we started recording, I wouldn't talk about Batman, but oh I think we should middle bit. I ha- Do you have a middle bit? I do not. I have a middle oh, wait, bit. No, I had a
0: word salad that I wanted to share with you. It's not as much of a word salad as I thought. It is just a, a very strange and interesting sentence. Are you ready for this? Sure. Harold and the Purple Crayon heads to Broadway with music by AJR. <laughs> Excuse me? You know Harold and the Purple Coat? Uh, no, I know exactly like what Green's you're talking about. It's go- it- it's going to be a Broadway musical with music by AJR. And for what? Like, bo- like Broadway musical where the music is done by AJR makes sense. They're okay, fine. prolific. They've got a pretty diverse set list. They're, like, creative and interesting. Are they comp-
1: Wait, are they composing new music for this musical?
0: I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Original songs okay, okay, composed okay. by a prop group, AJR.
1: Okay, okay, okay. My favorite thing about AJR is that they really, really like... They, like, spent a lot of time in New York. They are all from New York, and they really like the sound of the... The stand clear of the closing doors, please. So they tracked down the guy who did it, and they asked him to be in a song, which... I don't know. I just think that's um, really cool. I
0: saw AJR in concert when I was 19. I, rem- um, you t- I remember that. I was a freshman in college. So I had this I had this friend who is no longer my friend who was like, hey, want to go see this cool indie band at this like grungy underground bar in Connecticut? And I was like, yeah, sure, that'll be fun. This was over spring break. We show up and we are the only people who are not parents or middle schoolers.
1: I would not call them an indie band. It was. Even remotely.
0: 2017.
1: I still wouldn't have called them an indie band. Maybe indie pop. Like, they are. They're. Anyway. They're poppy. For they're sure. They're so. They're pop. Anyway. 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 Yeah.
0: So um, Yeah. But AJR. Like, okay. AJR composing a Broadway musical. That makes sense to me. Harold and the Purple Crayon as a Broadway musical. I mean, maybe I guess AJ are composing Harold and the Purple Crayon. Those styles don't mesh in my head. (laughs) Yeah, there's something about that that feels. Though I guess there's something about that that feels like kind of a. You know what it is. There's something
1: about it that's like if you asked Panic at the Disco to write a musical about if you give a mouse a cookie, you know. that's basically what this is it just feels like who what executive was like my kid read this book as a kid and my kid's into this now let's combine them and see if it works you know i just that's the energy that i'm picking up Anyway, I was going to tell you about the ancient sarcophag- sarcophagus that was found underneath Notre Dame, but Incredible. we don't have time for that. Um, what are the
0: things that we should tell you about? I, um, Sorry, I just, I was, I was going to make a joke and then I was like, I shouldn't make this joke until I do research. So I did, you know, the thing that I always do and I'm trying to determine if somebody or some group is problematic. And I googled AJR and then the word allegations. Problematic? Oh no. okay,
1: Con- um, I usually do. I usually do name and then controversies.
0: Also a good one, but uh, the the only allegations about AJR is that they sample other people's music, and people are like they okay. steal music. All right, I, I mean literally that, that is of, of the allegations <coughs> preferable. That's, th- that's the music industry, and then. There was a hashtag Me Too and AGR and they were doing a, uh, they did a, they did a fundraiser for, for a charity for uh, survivors. Okay. So
1: a highly misleading headline. Yeah. Great. Love
0: it. Well, so they Love were, that. The headline was not about them. They were mentioned in an article about AJR and musicians. Nope. So, sorry. Hashtag Me Too and midget musicians not magicians (laughs) you got it you got there eventually i believe in you hashtag me too and musicians and the part of the article that mentioned them was they were doing a fundraiser uh for for survivors or something i only skimmed it (laughs) but they were raising funds for the good side
1: yes not for the other (laughs) side can you oh my god (laughs) okay speaking of speaking of that Anything you want to plug for the middle bit. Sponsored by water, as usual. I'm um, actually going to go
0: refill my water bottle because I slurped my last slurp. Slurped their...
1: They slurped their last slurp. Um, let me see. I'll rattle off a couple things. Um, I didn't prep for this week. So, as usual, stop line three. Support your local unions. Oh, um, I believe I saw something about um you know Amy, Amy's I believe I saw something about how Amy's kitchen is on strike the the workers are on strike but I am not sure about that um or yeah Amy's organic Amy's kitchen I believe I saw something about how they are on strike oh I but not I'm not sure that. go Go double check. I just, you know, Googled them, and there's sort of not super clear information. There's some people saying to boycott and other people saying not. There's lots of – I'm now looking at these headlines. There's employees complaining about worker conditions, so – you know, I was keep, like, "Oh, I a-
0: found the website, Amy Strike." No, that's that's the website of a producer whose name is Amy Strike.
1: No, I think this. Yeah, this is so. Amy's Kitchen. Do more research on that. I saw it literally earlier this morning. So, yeah, you know, um, yeah, um, keep an eye on that. What else? I had something at the top Trevor of Project. My- Trevor Project. Trevor Project.
0: Yeah, al- I- I- I'm always down to say the Trevor Project, but like
1: have a lot of t-
0: bad and scary shit going on right now. Yeah. Would I had a thought
1: at the to- very top of my head that I just lost and I it's gone. Um oh. Stop um, on 3. Did you stop say Stop on 3? I I can't remember. Um oops. Literally but it doesn't hurt to say it again. Mm-hmm. Um what else? Um the in our show notes from the last episode and i dylan if you could link them again just the same resources that we talked about for helping ukraine
0: i am definitely probably gonna just copy and paste the resource list um yeah and we'll just say again
1: like just be careful and look into where you are donating and putting those dollars Mm -hmm. um because yeah, just make sure you're you're being careful in your vetting because there's lots of people who um, who take advantage of really bad situations out there. Yeah. So just be careful with that. And um, from here, would you like to receive some emotional whiplash?
0: I would absolutely love to receive <laughs> some emotional lip- whiplash. I'm so, almost at the bottom of my weed hot chocolate. Make me giggle.
1: So um, you're going to a wedding, right? Yes. And at some point, we've all... We've all been to weddings before, yeah. Maybe um, I have. What is your opinion? How do you feel about? I'm trying to. What salad dressing do you like? At a wedding specifically? No, just in no, just in general.
0: I I love this is. Probably honey mustard. There's this honey mustard that my mom buys that you can only find at this one organic market that I really really love. Is it one of the ones in the glass bottle? No. Okay, never mind. I've just never seen uh, it anywhere other than there. Anyway, I made the honey same mustard. one. It's a honey mustard. Okay, so. Oh, what did you put it on the salad at Hanukkah? I don't know if you remember the you can salad. Get, at yes,
1: Hanukkah. You can get that dressing at Target, by the way. <gasps> just so you know. That, that's a revelation. Um, yes. It comes, I'll show you the bottle afterwards. I have a bottle of it in my face. I know
0: what the bottle looks like.
1: You can get it at, it's
0: you can a get it at Target. It's got get avocado on
1: it. You can get it at Target. Yeah. Um How do you feel about ranch?
0: I like it with something spicy. Like I like it on wings. I like it I like a Chipotle Ranch. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we all know we all know the company Hidden Valley Ranch, right? Mm-hmm. And I bet you're sitting there and you're wondering. Sophia, why have you asked me about weddings?
0: My my first guess is that somebody at Hidden Valley Ranch got married and they had a Hidden Valley Ranch-themed wedding. No. Uh, Would you like
1: to take another stab?
0: Some wedding salad
1: that had Hidden Valley Ranch on it.
0: And somebody flipped out about it.
1: No. You're, by the way... I think you could keep guessing. This is a monkey in a typewriter situation. (laughs) You know the thing for our our listeners, the monkey and the typewriter is that if you gave a monkey or a chimpanzee or like an intelligent primate typewriter and all of eternity, eventually what would it it would type out the complete works of William Shakespeare or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Just by like happenstance. But it would take all it would take all of eternity. Um. this is the same situation. I could give you the rest of time and you probably would get there eventually. Mm-hmm. But we don't have all of time. We've been recording for an hour and five minutes already. And I used probably seven of those minutes to talk about Batman, um, which I really hope you cut. I hope you cut a lot of that. You should just talk about how I liked the movie because I did You're like gonna it. You're
0: going to say, I'm not going to, I said I wouldn't talk about this, but.
1: And then you should cut Everything apart from me saying that I liked it. That's what you should do. So this article is from Food and Wine. Always a good place to start. They've come to us with some wild shit before. Of course. Yeah. They came to us with the Oreo vault. So like, yeah, they've come to us with some wild stuff before. And this is from Mike Pomeranz. Are you ready?
0: Probably not. First of all, I really want to know. As ready as I'll ever be.
1: Hidden Valley Ranch created a ranch diamond using ranch seasoning. The lab-grown salad dressing-inspired gem took five months to create.
0: In what way is it inspired by salad dressing?
1: Oh, you haven't figured it out yet?
0: No, I have not. Is it they made shaped it... like salad dressing? No, they made a diamond out of ranch how okay did they set fire to the ranch so it became coal and then compress it until it was diamond we'll get there we've all we're all
1: and again because of you know copyright stuff we're we're gonna we'll either paraphrase or we'll state when we're reading directly so you know like the diamond industry and it's um got some problems
0: and the, um, it literally doesn't need to, though.
1: The diamond industry? No, no. it doesn't. But, um, so there's concerns, but with improving technology, it's led to increased quality in lab-grown diamonds. And one industry, um, uh, quote, with one industry analyst telling Discover last year that manufactured diamonds now make up as much as 4 to 6% of diamond sales. <sighs> it should be more because, like, I don't know why people care so much about, like, getting their diamonds from a mine. Also, here's my opinion.
0: Diamonds aren't that pretty.
1: Um, There's much just cooler shi-
0: and much more interesting lab-grown rocks that you can get for so much cheaper that, they like, do really cool refractions and shit.
1: Diamonds are just shiny. Um, and I do, like a bird... I do like shiny objects, but you can get cooler, shinier rocks that have color. You know, I'd rather get something you green also, or blue.
0: I was looking at this this crystal and the way that the like things form. It's like a lab grown crystal. It refracts in little patterned rainbows. When you shine a light in it, it like reflects a ton of little rainbows in different like shapes and patterns. And they were trying to figure out how to make like... Unfortunately, the one they were trying to make at the time was Mickey Mouse. But, like, imagine just, imagine you're wearing a ring and you hold it up to the sunlight and the whole world starts refracting like tiny sharks.
1: Yeah. No. You can grow some super cool stuff. But if you need more proof that you can grow gem-quality diamonds um, and that the this technology is continuing to evolve
0: the first salad dressing diamond
1: yes hidden valley has created the first of its kind diamond that was made using hidden valley ranch seasoning resulting in a two carat diamond ring which i think is good i think it's the opposite of gold like the lower carat of gem can you fact check me on this I think the lower carat diamond, the lower carat the gem is, the better quality it is. But it was described as, by HRV as, quote, a beautiful and timeless way for ranch lovers to show their love for each other
0: and ranch. Okay, so carat with a C yeah. is a, a, weight, a, a weight of measurement. Like a weight. It's the weight of something. Uh, oh. oh, so, so is, is this a big rock? Carrot with a K is the proportion of gold to other stuff in a gold alloy.
1: I mean, it looks like a pretty big rock to me. If you look up this diamond, Um, it is being this. This article was published on uh, like uh, on March tenth, so it has been put up for auction. um, Which it was put up for auction on National Ranch Day.
0: But here's I, the best part I of. it. I feel like if you're gonna go to the effort of making a Hidden Valley Ranch fucking engagement ring, it should be for a specific person, no? Like they no, should no, have no. Had intended. Au-
1: no, no, no. They're auctioning it, and all. Here's the best part of this. This is why I picked this article. Because otherwise, I'm just like, this is just bullshit, and it's a publicity stunt for Ranch. I mean, it is that
0: as well. But all I
1: really the proceeds, they made the diamond for like a
0: lady. You know, all like a lady the proceeds,
1: who loves salad. All the proceeds from this auction are going to Feeding America. That is awesome,
0: very cool. I just, why? Like, I feel like you. If you were to tell me that, I don't know. The CEO of Wendy's used their curly fries. Wendy herself curly fry seasoning to make a diamond ring for the love of his life like his future fi- his girlfriend's hopefully soon to be fiance like that makes sense this feels like a labor of love of something other than salad <laughs> i don't know i
1: i feel like i'm of a different opinion of you than you because i think this is hilarious i think oh, this it's is so
0: funny i just i expected it to be something like romantic you know okay Here we go.
1: Quote. This is from Deb Randall, the brand's marketing director. I fully expect this to show up on fucking Munch Squad. We're ahead of the game though. Mm. Last year, when one of our custom Valentine's Day bottles, I can't believe fucking thing. (laughs) Anyway, we'll move past that. That's where the romance is. (laughs) Was used in a marriage proposal. We were inspired. We saw a love of ranch become part of become part of one's life one of life's most beautiful moments and it made us wonder if we can make this act of love even more memorable
0: I just want to throw out if there is any kind of weird or if somebody proposes to me in a method that involves food in any kind of weird way like nope like, I if will it's say in no. food, if it's in a glass of a drink, if it's in a bottle of salad dressing, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm like, See, here's the thing. It could be My... over dinner, but if
1: you stick it in food, that's... No, no, no. Here's the thing. Whoever is proposing to me will know this, you know? Yeah. Will have listened to this episode of this podcast. They will know. Don't ever fucking propose to me like that. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do it to me like... You know what? They should especially never do it. With Just, it should just be the two of us. I don't want anybody, I don't want anybody else around us. Fuck that. No way. Maybe, like, a friend to take pictures. Maybe. Who's, like, in on it. Like, if my significant other was like, hey, I'm gonna, to you, was like, hey, I'm gonna propose to Sophia on this date at this time. Can you come and be sneaky in the
0: bushes? That sounds so weird. Can you s- stand in the bushes and take pictures of us?
1: Yeah, literally. Then that's fine. But, like, if my significant other proposed to me at, like, a family event or, like, in public, I would smack them so hard. Which is fine because smacking people is a sign of love if you're Jewish. Um, my mother hits me all the time. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Not hard. It's um, <laughs> It's fine. You know, just like anyway, I feel, I feel like, like a, I a marriage
0: to... proposal is a very personal thing, and you should tailor it to the individual. Which is why it baffles me when people who very clearly have never talked to their significant others about marriage propose to them in public. Their
1: significant others, or their significant others' friends, but like, like you don't necessarily have to talk to me because, like,
0: not part necessarily of me is talk like, to I you really... about a proposal, but should talk to you about the concept of marriage.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like. Part of me is like I really want it to be a surprise. So like, if my significant other is talking to me about like, oh, how do you want to how do you want to be proposed to? Then like, I'll know it's coming. But like, should at the very least be like, hey, to my friends, be like, hey,
0: what is you should know what, what is proposal want? they want before you propose. yeah, like, but like, you should also like both have a hand on the ball in the relationship. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you should both know. If somebody know. is blindsided by a proposal, by like the appearance of a proposal, not the method of a proposal, that is an issue. Oh yeah, big problem.
1: Anyway, back to ranch. Um, I bet you're wondering. Meanwhile, how, back at the ranch. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. I bet you're wondering how one does this. Yes. Exactly. Very much so. so. The Ranch Diamond began its life as Hidden Valley Ranch seasoning, so like those packets mm-hmm. of like ranch powder. Um, Mix this with Greek
0: make- yogurt to make a, a very funky salad dressing that's very nice. Yeah, and that was or make then own seasoning he- packet. That's what I do.
1: Was then heated to two thousand five hundred degrees, and then crushed beneath four four hundred tons of pressure. Right. And then five months later, they popped out a lab produced diamond that was polished. So I and was then... pretty
0: much exactly right in that they set it on fire and then crushed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then it was given a round cut and it was set in a 14 karat white gold band. And finished with an, en- with an engraving on the inside, HVR, Hidden Valley Ranch, LVR, which I think is supposed to be lover, yeah.
0: Which I despise. <laughs> you, so, you don't want to someday get to protest to with an H, V, R, lover. So the bidding, the
1: bidding opened yesterday with an opening bid of three hundred dollars, three hundred and ten, in honor of the date at. Um, the RanchDiamond.com, which directs you to the eBay site. I'm going to go there now so we can see what the highest bid is. What do you think the highest bid is? The current bid. Current bid, I'm going to guess
0: $10,000.
1: Oh, it's done. It's <sighs> over. Bidding is over. What do you think the the the, the final bid, the winning bid... Is. What do you think it is? $75,000. Lower. It's not 75000 $10,000. is $12,550. <sighs> yeah. So Hidden Valley Ranch promises that the winning bidder will receive their ring by March 20th, which... <gasps> If you didn't know, not only is the first day of spring, but is also National Proposal Day. Interesting. The ring arrives in a Hidden Valley Ranch ring box with a custom jewelry pouch.
0: How about that? Sorry. I, I just Will saw the AV Club made an article about this. The headline mm-hmm. is: You may now bid on a diamond ring made of ranch dressing. If that's the sort of thing you'd like to do, with a uh, "Cheers, all drinks to, to that" gif. Che- cheers, that, all drinks. Like to... as yeah. like the head the headline.
1: Yeah. Um. Who's to say whether or not Hidden Valley Ranch will the this diamond will ensure that you and your significant other have a long and happy life together? Whether or not they say yes. We have no way of knowing. Meanwhile, though, the Hidden Valley Ranch Diamond is just one of the various over-the-top stunts the creators of ranch dressing have pulled out over the years, along with um, Ranch Nog. Disgusting. Ranch Trick-or-Treats. And Inflatable Ranch Bottles, which I'm incredibly curious about. Oh, my God. They're like a Christmas decoration that you can inflate and put in front of your house. That's beautiful.
0: What, revolting thing. Do you do that for March 10th, the ranch dressing day?
1: I assume so. I assume you also put them up at Christmas time just to really let everybody know what you're about. But I guess they really did. You can do Christmas. You can do trick or treat, trick or treat with little ranch bottles. How
0: utterly revolting to me. Have you seen that person on TikTok? I hope these are um, fake. This can't be real. Puts, like, uh like two or three potatoes in their candy bag. And they're like, I swear. like, And whenever somebody takes the potato, they replace it. And just, like, kind of offer it as one of the options. Like, oh, you can take a Snickers. You can take a Starburst. You can take a potato. And they were like, turns out two out of every three kids take the potato. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious to me
0: I I like potatoes I love the houses okay. that give weird shit on Halloween I have a Maybe not ranch you. dressing but if I was given the option between starbursts and a tiny bottle of ranch dressing I might take the ranch just because it's funny I see this this weirdly reminds me
1: of when I got COVID at Mount Holyoke I showed up when I got dropped off at my isolation dorm, mm-hmm. one of the things that they gave me was a can of Campbell's chicken noodle soup with no spoon and no way to heat the soup up in a metal can and like it's a beverage. No, no bowl and no microwave. It, Room it's temperature disgust- beverage. It's a disgusting beverage. I'll tell you that. Um, but both Riley and I kept them um we were going to make little graduation caps for them for graduation but we ended up not doing that but that weirdly reminds me of the same like same energy you
0: know remember there was a house on our in our neighborhood growing up who's where the parents were dentists so they gave out little toys they were like i can't give you candy like i personally feel would feel weird giving you candy Yes. So I'm going to give out tiny little robot, like, wind-up robots.
1: So thankful that they were not one of those people that are like, I'm going to give out apples. Like, now as an adult, I think I would appreciate, if I was going out trick-or-treating, I would appreciate a house that was like, here, have an apple. I'd be like, thank God, fuck yeah, I'll take an apple. You know, My because teeth hurt an ad-
0: just looking at this bag.
1: <laughs> like, I love the idea of trick-or-treating and as an adult i think if i ever have kids and go trick-or-treating i'll be like fuck yeah i'll take the apple for me that's a that's a parent treat yeah
0: i'll you, take you, it you go get that apple
1: for me you take that apple you don't complain you give it to mom <laughs> that's my apple <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> yummy this is, this <laughs> you know the, the parent tax
1: yeah i'll take the apple and i'll take a Kit Kat when you're done um <laughs> Yeah, literally.
0: The voice which, which you said, and I'll take a Kit Kat when you're done, sounded so much like your mother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I try my best. But, like, you know, I feel like, but, like, the worst, we can all agree. Like, and I'm not a person who is, like, adamantly opposed to raisins. But, like, it's the worst, right? I like raisins. I, I like I also,
0: boxes of raisins I treat.
1: like I like raisins, but like there was something on Halloween Nature's specifically. Candy. <laughs> <laughs> like now, when I think of those little boxes of raisins, I think about Tris- Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec. But like,
0: I had a camp counselor when I was a kid who was basically Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec who did hand out like he'd at lunchtime sometimes he'd wander around and be like anybody want some candy some nature's candy
1: oh god (laughs) and hand that little boxes of
0: raisins to people who wanted them and every single time somebody would be like "Ooh, candy and then be like "Oh, oh fucking nature's candy you got
1: tricked you got tricked. That's the biggest trick on Halloween. That's the <laughs> trick for the trick or treat.
0: We, we we don't actually give out candy because candy would be treats. We give out nature's candy, which is, in fact, a trick.
1: Yeah, literally. Quite, quite literally. But, like, you know. Side yeah. note. You were talking See, about a
0: comedian earlier. Um, there was a comedian who was. Nope. The thought is gone.
1: Okay. Okay. Good. Because my thought's not. Here's the problem with giving out just straight up raw dogging bottles, tiny bottles of Hidden Valley Ranch to people. Is if they break open? One that. Two. You've got nothing to dip them in. Dip it in until you get home. You've got to give out little bags of carrots as well. That's actually
0: really cute. As right,
1: right. You know, like you've got to give out. Like you can have a little bottle of Hidden Valley Ranch and you get a little bag of carrots. Like again, that's
0: carrots and hummus, but
1: whatever (laughs) and uh technically it's pronounced hummus but anyway no i'm not gonna get up on that high horse um but like that again would be a total parent snack you know yeah like yeah get me the ranch and the carrots come on give them to me because you know i'm stealing candy from my child's bag the entire night i just remembered
0: that when they don't know my dad was, like, waiting by the door for specific trick-or-treaters, which is to say his friend's Me? kids. Um, no, this was after we were too old to be trick-or-treating. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but he, he jokingly gave one of our neighbor's kids a nip of Fireball <laughs> to give to her dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. He also gave her a king-size Snickers bar because my parents did the king-size candy thing.
1: I feel like we've reached so a good natural conclusion. You've heard the good news
0: about the what crew we, of oh, The Endurance.
1: We started and, with TV
0: shows. Oh, yes. You've heard the good news about three TV shows.
1: I don't remember which ones. Fresh and Doll. And then other ones.
0: Ted Lasso and uh, Dairy Ten.
1: Girls. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um,
0: You've heard the good news about the TV. The Oh, and the endurance crew. And oh wait, also I had a thing, ship.
1: Wait, wait. I had a comment that I was going to make about the endurance and British royal, British sailing vessels in general. Mm-hmm. I was like, why are they called? You know, even when there's like a king in power, you know, why are they still always called HMS, Her Royal Majesty, Her, ma- Her
0: Majesty's ship, HMS,
1: Her, HMS. Thank you. Yeah, her HMS. Why are they still HMS? And then I was like, oh, right, boats are ladies.
0: <laughs> I think also both him and her, even if it was his majesty's ship, it would still be HMS. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Oops. Yeah, but I think it's because boats are ladies. You've heard the good news. We've tried to do this three times. TV shows, The The Endurance. Not the other boat that's stuck in in a fucking canal again.
0: Yeah, you heard about can't the believe, endurance. Can't Both believe that the happened crew again. And the the ship. The boat. And, unbelievable. Um you also There's heard a, about um what, the, what fuck? Was the middle bit? Oh, the herald and the purple crayon. And the purple
1: crayon. Oh my god, yeah. There's also a sarcophagus underneath the Notre Dame. Not the school, the like cathedral. Fucking <laughs> Yeah, there's a 14th century sarcophagus underneath the school Notre Dame in whatever state that is. (laughs) I feel like I had to clarify. Yeah, there's a 14th century lead sarcophagus underneath the cathedral Notre Dame, um, in France.
0: You also heard about um, salad dressing diamonds. Would you propose
1: if somebody gave you? A Mm. ranch diamond, and you had an occasion to use it or give it to somebody. Not necessarily for a proposal. Last question of the night before we sign off.
0: Like ranch dressing, like at all.
1: I don't know. It's your significant other. Well, I'm single right now. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) hey, listeners. You're giving me the ranch. No, I'm joking. I mean, I would accept the diamond. Absolutely. Uh, A friendship diamond. Oh will my God, you... sisterhood of the, sis, the non-sisterhood of <laughs> the traveling ranch diamond. Um, Can uh, you imagine? That'd be so funny. We could share it among our D&D too. party.
0: <gasps> we should. Sh-
1: yeah, I, I would love to have a podcast. Oh my God.
0: Because that's, that's how you start a podcast. You need uh, a diamond made. You need a gem. It doesn't have to be a diamond. Made from an unusual food group. Um, that's what how color... you start
1: a podcast what color do you think because branch powder is white what color do you think do you think it would produce a like a lab-grown ruby if we if we did something from the fucking uh, like, like a, wendy's like, curly you used, fry uh, powder
0: you no know, specifically if you doritos used... dust i want to know what kind of <laughs> gem that would make i want a doritos just diamond or uh what's a, what's one of the orange ones um amber, but that's not a gem. Um Corundum, Bismuth? that's Ruby. No. Um, what's the Jasper? Yeah. Good name. Me me using the fucking Steven Universe. My knowledge of Steven <laughs> Universe character. I took a rocks and minerals class.
1: I should know. Um, anyway. I've been Sophia. Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait.
1: Oh, we're not done? Okay I was
0: I was going to say Oh, um, the, oh my God, what, what, Crystal Light.
1: (laughs) I was going to make a joke
0: about Crystal Light, but no, I don't remember what it was. That's okay. Yeah, you've been, you've been Sophia. I have been, you've been Dylan. I have been. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. Should I say good, I should I, cause I, should I say good night? Should I say good night? Good night and good news. And I will catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. I was going to say, should you say you'll catch? Never mind. I'll catch me. Bye. You'll catch me on the flip side. Sure. Bye.